feel the heat of the game. The crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache. And the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. We're approaching a, a very exciting time with a, an incredible opportunity to make the season a success. You know, we've got the chance and the opportunity in the coming weeks to get to the last 16 in Europe. And um, obviously, in terms of the league, we've worked ever so hard. Kilmarnock is the next challenge. We're bringing in the likes of Shane Duffy for a two million loan, but we couldn't pay three million for John McGinn. We're scratching our heads. It's 18 points. It's the closest the gap has been for numerous weeks. But we're scratching our heads. How how big it is? The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. Hosted by Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Cy Ferry. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 17 17 700. Let's go, Cy Ferry, how are you this evening? I'm good. I just heard Simon Donnelly there saying he was scratching his head, wondering how big, why, how big it was. Is that his head or the gap he's talking about? <laughs> I think he was talking about his head. <laughs> no, I'm it was the, how are you? the 18 points gap. Yeah, I'm really good. I'm just asking how you are because Barry and I were here on Wednesday night with Leanne Crichton, but he's made it back in the squad tonight. Size back, yeah. Yep. What um, do you mean back in the squad? First time on the team sheet, man. <laughs> and I had a proper centre midfielder with me on Wednesday night, so someone you can bounce it off. Of. Yeah. Listen, you know what, I'm delighted. I missed you, mate. You're back. Uh, That's the main thing. And you know what I like about yeah. Friday? He always wears his nose. Paul always wears his nose piercing. <laughs> Saturday he wears the nipple piercing. So I'm looking forward to the morning. Well, two till six tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. We're kicking off tonight with the Rangers manager speaking about Barry Ferguson and his suggestion that ex-players, which was your suggestion as well, side two weeks ago, players should be called in when there's one of these refereeing decisions going to the panel which affects was their intent this was Stephen Gerrard this morning look I respect um, everyone's opinion out there Barry's obviously played up here for a very long time he's an icon up here a legend of the game someone I respect immensely so he knows the game I, I think for me it's about trying to be a support trying to keep tweaking the game and certain areas of the game up here to make it better and stronger but yeah players who know the game players who've been in that situation I definitely think there's a place in the game, not just in punditry or, or in coaching, but also on that side of the game as well, to be involved in organisations, to give a real valid opinion, to, to be better. Rangers up against Kilmarnock tomorrow after the disappointment last weekend. Celtic have narrowed the gap by five points this week. That was, that was far more like us tonight, you know, so you're scratching your head as to thinking where, where's it been all season. But, you know, we know we've got... More or less a clean bill of health at the minute, and you know players are playing a lot better, and we looked really strong. And that's that second half's the best we've played for quite a while in terms of control and penetration and a real sort of desire to score goals tonight. And Barry, that's the Celtic that you said would come back at some point, but they've left it until February. Yeah, I, I think they've left it a bit late. But listen, I, I was always um, thoughtful if Celtic would come back, and, and I thought Wednesday night. Um, they were really dominant certainly in the second half um, again I thought they were really good against Muddle for 65 minutes until Muddle scored the goal but they continued that sort of form on Wednesday night and they were ruthless something that they've not been over the last few months and I know they came away with a 4-0 win but I think it could have been um, another couple if I'm being honest 
Si? Yeah, I thought they played well. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff on social media, my pal, stuff like that, criticising the performance. But listen, nobody goes to St Mirren and plays free-flowing football because Jim Goodwin's team didn't like I love you. They get in your face. I thought the first half was, was quite even. Celtic, a lot of players coming towards the ball. Um, and then the second half, we've seen the Celtic that we've seen against Motherwell for 60 minutes where they play at a high tempo, they're running behind teams. Um, and, and ultimately they had too much quality for certain again I feel for Lenny because he started to get in a wee sort of rhythm with how his team's playing and, and young Welsh goes and gets a, an injury that looks like he's going to be out for a bit mm. so again it looks like Duffy will need to come in on Sunday you know can he go and do the, I think a big, a big part of how Celtic have improved has been underwhelmed because Welsh and I are at centre back have said that before so but that's what happens at, at top teams you need to get on with injuries that's why your squad's there so Shane Duffy will need to come in and, and pick up where, where Welsh left off Barry, there's, it's not a serious injury we don't think to Welsh that's the good news there's okay. no, there's nothing broken there but obviously he'll be out this weekend uh, for Rangers no Roof this weekend no Morelos and up against Kilmarnock who are desperate for points under the new manager and somebody you played alongside joined them today Kyle Lafferty Yep, um, I think it's a, a good move by Tommy Wright bringing Kyle in I just think Kyle needs to get a, a somewhere settled um, certainly I've seen him when, when Rangers uh, brought him for £3 million for Burnley we brought him up the road I played with him he was really raw when he came in but you could see he had all the attributes to be a, a very good striker and he's had a real good career but he just needs somewhere now to, to settle he's getting to an age now he's 33 I think Kyle mm. so um, he's coming back into the Premier League and I, I'm sure he, he'll give the Commandant squad a boost because that's somewhere that I think they need to strengthen obviously losing Brophy they don't score a lot of goals Commandant so I'm sure Tommy Wright's hoping that Kyle Lafferty can come in and get the vital goals to, to keep them safe because with the disappointing result they had against Muddle midweek they are getting dragged into that relegation battle especially with how Tommy Wright plays as well I watched that game during week 45 crosses they had you know, I think Kabamba got in the end of two, but if you've got Kyle Lafferty, you know, I think Kyle Lafferty struggled at Rangers under Gerard because they play this playing through the lines dynamic football. It doesn't suit Kyle Lafferty, but if you put the ball wide and put it in the box, Kyle Lafferty will, will score goals. And I also think Fergie will be brilliant about the dressing room because he's he's a character as well, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's um yeah. he's certainly he's Is he noisy. Thick as huh? uh, Is he yeah, what's but, he like when he comes in in the, in the dressing room then? It's just a typical Irish. he's loud and, and brash, but listen, he, he's not got a bad bone in his, his body. Um yeah. as I says, I've always watched out in his career because I thought he could always get more out of Kyle Lafferty. Um I don't think he's he's produced what I think he could. Um, as you, you mentioned the, the amount of clubs he's had over the How years How many can we mention obviously with Hearts Rangers we've mentioned Burnley was it, wasn't it? Burnley yeah, you mentioned Norwich, Norwich He's been over in Italy yep. um, he, He's been he's been everywhere um, right. So I, I think now it's time he's at an age where he, he can settle somewhere and as Sai just mentioned I'm, I'm impressed with Sai's start there the amount of crosses he's come up crossed in um, I could see him going with Kabamba and Kyle Lafferty up top um, and getting the ball in the box because if you don't get the ball in the box you don't score so I think you're spot on with the two up front because see Kelly played during the week but see if you've got power and Dicker Fergie they're not the type that are going to bang the ball into mm. a wee Kelly and it's not a Tommy Wright style of play to get the ball into Kelly's feet yep. You've played, I've played against these teams Tommy and he gets the ball wide and he gets in the box that'll not suit a Greg Kelly I totally agree with Fergie I think the best option for them is to go Kabamba and Lafferty up top and fire Bosman I mean, it's, it's a real powerful front too yes. mm-hmm. if you look at Kabamba and, and Lafferty what um, a chance he had right at the end didn't he yep yeah, he, he did and listen I think there's a lot of positives Tommy Wright can take out of the game um, they certainly improved um, in their last few performances um, so with Kyle coming in um, I'm sure that I, I don't know if he'll start tomorrow but I think um, over the course of the next few weeks I think you could see they two playing up front for Kilmarnock and you know what with they two up front 
they'll they'll surely get some goals. Side, do you think they will be safe or do you think they'll be bottom two? I think they'll be bottom two. I think yep. you can be as well organised as you like, but if you didn't score goals, Paul, mm-hmm. you know the best teams in the world concede. You see that well, with Liverpool. You know, and right. if if Kilmarnock can score, I don't think they're good enough. You know, Tommy Wright can get somebody defensively, a team defensively good, but individually, if you're no good enough, then you will concede goals. You see that the other night. You know, I think Motherwell only had two chances into the box and they scored for one of them. So it's a tough task for Tommy Wright. I do think the signing of Lafferty will help massively, mm. but I just without Finlay and Broadfoot, I don't think they're good enough to be to be yeah, that I, that team that doesn't concede goals. I was just going to say that what size just mentioned. They're two big misses. They mm. they've got real experience. Um, they know the game inside out. Finlay and Broadfoot, and I don't know when they're going to come back, but I'm sure Tommy Wright will want them back as quickly as possible because they are shipping goals, and I think they two will be key to that. Have you think of that back four that? Defensively were good for Kilmarnock It was O'Donnell Finlay Broadfoot and Waters And not one of the four play Right now You know it's, uh, I think it's Housestrop That plays left back The two set and, and they're miles off the standard Of the other other four for me That's why I worry for, for Tommy Tells you the story of the season Really doesn't it Obviously tomorrow then Rangers against Kilmarnock Ross County against Hibs As off as you probably heard Because of the, the snow and the ice up north Very very icy So Rangers Kilmarnock is on Motherwell against Hamilton The Derby will speak about it Aki's on a roll in the Derby Graham Alexander has had a really good start As manager of Motherwell Dundee United against Livingston Will Livy bounce back After the defeat last week And Aberdeen against St Mirren we're going to hear from Derek McInnes it's been a, a torrid couple of weeks for him so Aberdeen St Mirren and then on Sunday the big match at 12 St Johnson against Celtic the Sky match then so that's on Sunday it's Barry Ferguson Cy Ferry and Paul Cooney and you on the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited 0808 17 17 700 and we're on the socials at Go Football Show let's hear uh, from Neil Lennon in a moment or two but first of all the big match tomorrow or one of the big matches it's Rangers against Kilmarnock and Stephen Gerrard speaking about Kelly. tomorrow's a new game it'll be a tough challenge got a new manager normally a new manager finds a bounce uh, they didn't find that against Motherwell and uh, we don't want them to find that against us tomorrow but there's no doubt about it that Tommy's a really experienced good manager and at some point he'll turn Kilmarnock around I do believe that but we don't want that to we don't want that to be the start of that tomorrow Looking forward to it, Barry. I see in the paper today you've said, forget what Dave King said the other day about Celtic collapsing like a pack of cards. I think that was something he said a few years ago, but it came back out again this week. Just concentrate on what you should be doing. You need to be better than you were at Hamilton last weekend. Yep, I, I firmly believe that, Paul. Um, you don't listen to any of the noise, what, what pundits are saying, or, or anybody out, outside the, the dressing room walls. You've got, to, you've got to firmly focus on what's ahead and that's winning games of football disappointing last Sunday against Hamilton you need to dust yourself down as quickly as possible uh, Possible. they get away with one uh, I've got to say that um, they get away with getting a point I thought Hamilton were excellent but do you know what big game tomorrow it's all about how this Rangers um, team respond and I firmly believe they'll respond in the right manner I think training would have been in fire this week he's got a few decisions to make whether does he bring Scott Wright in because I I do think he done really well when he mm. came on last week. I don't know if you agree with that, but does he go with Itton again and give him another opportunity? Because um, it was it was a tough afternoon for him. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. But Rangers just need to start the game um, at a high tempo, and I firmly believe if they do that, they'll get the vital three points. Is that why Dave King was in the carpet waiting for him? <laughs> I see he must have been waiting for you for disagreeing with him. But yeah, he left because Fergie's motor was bigger than his. He was embarrassed. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with Fergie. I, I think. The last wee while showed Rangers, you know, with the Motherwell first half, Hamilton at the weekend, that you can be as good a players as you are and you can be well set up. But if you're not on it, in terms of work it out, working your opponents in the SPL, you'll come up and you'll get a shock. So 
Having listened to Stephen Gerrard and Alan McGregor after it, I mentioned Ryan Jack's reaction to Tavernier getting the ball away and Goldson's reaction to missing tackles. I don't think Rangers will allow themselves to drop into a slump. You know, I fully expect them to come out at Ibrox and put on a performance. And I agree with Fergie. If it's me, just for the tempo, I think Eton's decent. I think mm-hmm. he's all right at linking the play up. But what Rangers have been really good at this year is is getting the ball back for centre forward position I don't think Eton gives you that I think Scott Wright could be the type that starts that press off and allows you to get up the pitch and, and really batter teams so yep. I feel they expect Scott Wright to start up front Fergie yep, what about putting Kent up front and right that's why I, I think he might yep. spring a surprise I think he might do that I might. I think he might go with Arebo Kent and Scott Wright mm. um, something different Comano probably think they will go with Eton or I know Defoe's back mm. um, I know he's missed a bit of a bit of training I don't think he'll be 100% fit so I, I think the manager might spring a surprise and go with them because what, what you've got there is you've got real quality but you've got real energy yeah, as well I get the ball yeah, yeah. and if you see Kilmarnock's goals that they've conceded lately mm-hmm. it's not been for cross balls it's been for intric- intricate play through the middle I think Motherwell's goal with Alan Campbell was like that so Scott brilliant Wright, word that was good intricate brilliant, wasn't it brilliant word I'm on top form tonight, <laughs> yeah, yeah indeed yeah so let's take our first call you ready guys <laughs> yeah, yeah? Go for it. ok it's uh, the first call it's Mikey in Cumbernauld hi Mikey Going. Yeah, good. How are you? Eh, not bad, thanks. Not bad. So you've got the compliance issue on your mind. I, I, I get to just all getting a bit ridiculous and a bit tit for tat. Mm. It's, a, it's a bit kind of um, playground, like just all the kind of uh, people kind of like it's more kind of kind of online, I suppose. But even kind of managers and journalists bring out the kind of press conferences. Yeah, there's people like bringing tackles up like eight weeks ago. I've seen people bringing up tackles on social media from five, six, seven years ago. You know, he never got sent off for this, so why did he get sent off for that? Yep. And then I, I just think it's just becoming a massive distraction. Yep. I don't know, like, um, obviously Stephen Jarrett is talking about today, um, he thinks he uh, should do away with referees and whatnot, but obviously he's been getting the benefit of this and recently. But I, I just think it's becoming a, a massive distraction for, for the game, and it's, it's actually but, boring. I think the last kind of few weeks, uh, yeah, I think uh, actually you're saying what uh, Stephen Gerrard was saying. Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon are both saying the same thing that uh, the old firm are not really getting, uh, you know, the, uh, it's not fair that there's so much attention on their games. Barry, what would you say to me? Well, you've got one thing with, with both of the old firm teams, they're predominantly on, on TV yeah, and sure. you're going to have X amount of cameras watching them. Um, but I do think it is getting ridiculous let's not forget football's a physical game mm-hmm. sometimes players might overdo it as long as I don't see somebody going out to make sure they try and injure somebody I've got no, I've have not got a problem with a mistimed tackle as long as it's not over the top and career threatening um, I think there's too many things going to the compliance officer and then people getting <laughs> notices of complaints I mean the, the other night the, the Celtic game um, a few of my mates were texting me about uh, Callum McGregor's tackle I didn't see anything wrong with that mm. he, he was a split second late he's went in to try and win the ball Stutter he, nap yeah he, he's went in and then there was a Scott Brown incident I don't see any issues with mm. that at all let's not forget players are out in that pitch want to try their best and want to try and win the ball back for their team mm. and sometimes during a game you are going to be a split second too late mm. but let's let's not get dragged into like every single challenge is getting brought to the compliance officer and then it's a people, contact sport it's a contact sport and I keep going back to it the, the beauty of your game up here especially is a physical side yeah. Sorry. No, and I think they leave themselves open with a lack of explanation behind these decisions as well you know take the Rangers game at Hibs for example 
Morelos gets the red card, Darren McGregor doesn't he? Come out and tell us why. Yeah. See, if you come out and tell us why, we can then use that in future incidents. But see now, if somebody else goes and does what Darren McGregor does, we don't know if it's a red card or not because they've not told us what, what the basis of a red card is when it's a stamp. Mm-hmm. So they're leaving themselves open for these inconsistencies. I think the best thing that happened this season, for a referee decision-wise, was when Hedges gave the penalty away against Rangers. I'm sitting at my house saying, that's accidental, it's never a penalty. Mm-hmm. But Derek, come, Derek McInnes comes out after it and says, John Beaton's just explained it to us. If there's contact in the box, whether it's accidental or not, it's a penalty. So see, now when I see the likes of Greg Taylor and a Yeti, I know it's a penalty. Yeah. Because it's been explained to me from a referee. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't know why this panel, when they make decisions, they don't come out and tell you why Morelos gets a free game ban and why Darren McGregor doesn't. And that's what we, that'll stop this inconsistency and we're getting picked on and we're getting picked on. I think this panel of three certainly needs help. They, they do need to help as I keep mentioning they need a, a different set of eyes whether it's an ex-player an ex-manager or whatever um, and Stephen Gerrard agreed with you were you quite pleased to hear that? yeah but I, I think if you ask the vast majority of football people I think they would agree I, I'm just wanting the game to be better up here it's common uh, sense yep, and, and I think for the, the panel of three ex-referees we don't know who the panel is um, I just think it would benefit our game in a whole if we do get a different set of eyes on it, somebody who's played the game or somebody who's managed the game. Mikey, you're a Celtic fan. How are you feeling about things? Is it too little, too late? Are you happier anyway to see them 10 goals in three games? Uh, it's far too late. Um, it's, actually, it's actually disappointing because obviously if you win the game in hand, I think it goes to 15 points. Mm-hmm. And then you look at January, we dropped 12 alone in January. We've totally, um, totally blew it in January. And uh, I, it's really disappointing. So even though like, the, the game Wednesday wasn't too bad and we scored the late goals and that. It, it, it's just a little too late and it's, it's, it's great disappointing that you've seen that so early in the season but, but um, I suppose that's just the way it is. But you know, you said not too bad. You won 4-0 against the St Mirren team who've been playing well. So where do you stand on that now for Celtic? They've gained five points on Rangers in a week but is there going to be any real challenge? Could there be pressure on Rangers now? No, I don't think so. I think the league was was, was done after the two the Hibs and the two Livingston results for me. That was the end. And they must be kicking themselves, as you say, because you see when they're organised and when they work hard off the ball, they go to St Mirren and won 4 0. Must be kicking themselves. Two weeks ago, Paul, we sat and watched them play against that same St Mirren team and they were miles off it. Now, that shouldn't happen. You know, in terms of being well set up and, and and having a structure off the ball. Because you're not always going to play that, that well on the ball. We've seen that with Rangers this year. But why they get results is because they've been organised off it and they've worked hard. And Celtic have, no, have only started to do that since they've went to the diamond formation. And that's just too little too late. So there's games like the, the two Livingston games where that's where you, you that's where the league goes. You know, home game to Livingston. Um, I think Livingston made seven changes as well yeah, for, the, for the second. You need yeah. to win games like that. Mm. So... Okay, although there's been an improvement, it's just too little, too late. Okay, January was a shocker. Mikey, thanks for calling. We're going to hear Barry's view after this. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Cy Ferry and Barry Ferguson. We're here tonight till seven, and then tomorrow afternoon, Cy, two till six. The new sound of Saturday afternoons. Can I wait? Surely this week he'll bring someone in. <laughs> very good <laughs> very good I dived in there uh, you were quick that was I'm good all, I'm all, I'm all, that was a slight tackle yeah, you're setting me up that, 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 that slight tackle I've got in front of the compliance officer that slight tackle did you see that? 
<laughs> He's referring to the, the lack of food. We decide what to bring in the Saturday well, afternoon. Anyway, you don't need to say, know that. He keeps walking in every yeah. Saturday. Oh, I oh. forgot. I forgot. <laughs> I need to see what's happening. I need something brought in tomorrow. Something decent. Do you know what it is, Sai? It's because we don't have butlers, isn't it? That's it. To but he brings us. in this, these right. vegan chocolates and all. But not, I'm not interested. He brought in a salad last Saturday, actually, for us to eat. That's what he brought in, wasn't it? A salad. <laughs> no way. Just a bowl of lettuce he brought in. Barry Ferguson. <laughs> vegan chocolate, really? Yep. Turnocks caramel wafers That's what I brought in last It'd be good if I could get a pint wouldn't it It'd be good if I could get a pint I know I'm missing that A lot of people are missing that I just heard Chris say the wee man's bar Is that your pub? (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that Snow must have been up to your waist Was that? That was bad wasn't it Yeah Before we know it We'll be out of lockdown Take it easy everyone The vaccine is here So many Over a million in Scotland So it's good news uh, Isn't it So it's good to see More people getting it Stay well And stay tuned To Go Radio Crofty in the morning With Grado And uh, then Ganny Marshall And then Gina Who's just left the building Ready for her weekend In ourselves Happiest women about Gina so she has. Oh, she's lovely, Gina. Isn't she? Uh-huh. Like she, listening to her show, very good. Yep. You know, she's got very good vibes about yep. life, didn't she? She's, uh, she? She talks well about. She's life. into all that chat as well. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's yeah, a po- yeah. Everything's uh-huh. positive. She's always happy. I love people like that. Okay, we'll get to her. Uh, and I was just looking at some <laughs> Aberdeen. They might need her kind of vibes. We're going to hear from Derek McInnes. He's been speaking. He got the uh, the dreaded vote of confidence. I'm sure it's not the case for him. But this time last week, people began to say, what's happening at Aberdeen and what his, about his future? So they lost to Hibs last weekend. Tomorrow, they're up against St Mirren. I've worked with this club for a long time now. You build up relationships. I think any manager, anybody really looks for support from the people you work for. And, you know, I think it's no different. I'm here to support the whole football department and players and try and get them through a tough time you know I think with the experience I've been able to do that over a period of time it's not the first time I've had difficult run of results but we've always found a way to come through it and a three o'clock on Saturday is where, it, where it's important and this Saturday we just want to get on with the game hopefully with the board coming out and saying what they said um, we just concentrate in the game because you know, obviously last week getting into the game last week was far too much pressure on my players last week Huge game tomorrow against St Mirren Yep massive game and Listen, I think Derek McInnes deserves the support of the board um, for what he's achieved up at up at Aberdeen. I think some of the, the criticism for me has been over the top. I know he's going through a tough time in terms of results, but listen, I, you just need to look at his record. and He's been through this a few times in his Aberdeen career and he's always come through it with flying colours. And I'm, I'm more than positive that he'll get the, the vital three points I think that's all they need they just need to get that win whether they play well or no I don't think he'll be too bothered as soon as they get that that first three points on the board I think then he'll, his team will start to fly again so. I agree I, I totally agree with Fergie says I think they need a win and I think he needs to just go back to 4-4-2 Aye. you know just go back to basics I think they're changing a lot I mean I seen last weekend Lewis, Lewis played in behind the striker I mean, that's not Lewis Ferguson's position. You know, if you've got a good partnership there in, in McCrory and Ferguson, get the two of them in with the pitch with two strikers up top, a solid back four, and go and win a game of football. After that, you can then go and tinker and maybe try and play better football. I think he's maybe going to that expectation that Aberdeen fans were thinking, I need to play maybe a different formations to try and to play attractive, go back to winning football matches. Once you start winning four or five, then you can start trying to play nicer football. But I always think Derek McInnes' teams, when you play against them, they're well set up and they're hard to beat, first and foremost. I think he needs to go back to that, Paul, because they're conceding far too many goals. Mm-hmm. I, I think Sai makes a good point. I think he might go with two. I think Camberry's mm-hmm. now, he's been training with the, the squad. So I think he's a, an important signing. Um, I thought he'd done well when he, he went and loaned to Rangers last mm-hmm. season. I've got to be honest with you, a lot of people were surprised uh, Stephen Gerrard brought him in, but I thought at the times he played with Rangers, he he, he done 
really well. Mm. So I, I think he'll be a good signing and I think he just needs to get back to a settled team. He's, he's had a few injuries, he's lost a few players as well, which is, is always difficult for a, a manager. But I'm more than convinced um, Derek's the right man for the job up there. Because you think a, a midfield four, a Ferguson and McCrory middle of the pitch, he's wide left mm. and um, a McGinn right, wide right. Or, or a Matty Kennedy wide right with Hornby and Camberry up top you know go and go with that with Considine and Ash Taylor at the back guys that have been there and done it tried and tested go and get a couple of wins as I say then maybe try and, uh, and tweak formations and it's not so long ago people were talking about could they challenge Celtic for second position because they've got such a strong squad but it has changed since then here is uh, Gary on the line a Rangers fan in Hamilton Gary good evening how you doing Paul thanks for taking my call good not at all good to hear you Gary what's in your mind uh, I actually thought last week, Paul, and yep. just before I start my point, you asked me the score of the Rangers and Hamilton, and I said Rangers would, would counter it. So, uh, That's right, you did. Hats off to Hamilton, they thoroughly deserved it and probably a bit more, if I'm being honest. Do you know what, Gary? You weren't the only one. That's the first time, I think, all season that just about everyone said Rangers will be maybe three or four. I think it's the first time. Everyone's been really canny about it. Anyone, you know, from Rangers. But last week, most people thought Rangers were the... But all credit to Aki's, they went for it and they did well. 1-1. One, one. Aye, they were great. They were superb. But that, that brings me up to a point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard Barry and Shai say... Yeah, but uh, Alfredo Morelos before that Rangers are only the the same team without him, and I've got to admit I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But see, on the flip side, this this is a guy who's been sent off nine times in two and a half seasons. That's including his Titans, obviously. That's twenty one games he's missed through suspension. Mm-hmm. I'm just wondering where is the middle ground with this guy? It's because he is he's a cracking player, but I think he's let Rangers down far far too often, and uh, I would. I'd like to get both the guys pointing this, but especially Barry being an ex ex Rangers captain. Barry, how would you have dealt with a guy like that when you were playing, but you were the captain? Well, first and foremost, he, he would frustrate the living daylights out of me. There's there's no no doubt about that. Um, I I think Rangers, in terms of see this season, I've got to be honest with you. I think he he has improved. Um, I think it's always a risk, but. I firmly believe it's a risk worth taking. I don't want to take that edge out of his game, Gary. And I'm sure the manager would be the same, but there comes a, a point where enough's enough. Mm. He, he's missing, as you've just mentioned there, what did you say, 21 games in two and a half years? That's a hell of a lot of games over two and a half years to miss through suspension. Um, there comes a point where he needs to grow up himself because I, I, I feel I keep repeating myself. I firmly believe Rangers are a much better team yeah. with a minute, but it comes a stage where you can only you can only help him so much. He needs to help himself. He needs to. You can only put. You can say so much to him. His teammates can say so much to him, but at the end of the day, it's got to come within, and he needs to realise that quickly because it's becoming a bit selfish. He's got to think of his teammates as well. He's got to think of the management team and the most important people at the clubs, the fans. The fans are desperate to see him on that pitch. And he needs to, when he comes back from this ban, he needs to steady the ship a bit and make sure he gets it under control quickly. So can you imagine if it had been the season that everyone thought it would be? It would be much tighter between Rangers and Celtic at the top. There's 18 points just now. But could you imagine there was only maybe five points in it or it was neck and neck? How the Rangers fans would feel about Morelos and how the manager would feel? Yeah, you'd love to say that if it was neck and neck, maybe he wouldn't be doing these things. But I think it's, it's just part of Alfredo Morelos that that he gets embroiled in these one-to-one battles and, and loses the head. But, but Paul, that's why he's still at Rangers. 
you know, let's be honest. If, if Alfredo Morelos had a perfect disciplinary record, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be playing for a for one one of the big teams in England or, or abroad. Um, so it's up to him, you know. As Fat Barry says, you can only do so much for these guys. It needs to come down to him. Does he want to progress in his career? Because the only thing that's going to hold him back is his disciplinary record. I was going to ask Fergie there. See, if he did go in the summer, would you be comfortable of Ruth being your centre forward for for the full year, or, or Jink Rangers would need to get somebody in? I think if Morelos goes, Rangers will go and get another centre forward. There's no doubt. You, you hear the manager speaking. I, I, me, I firmly believe if you're wanting to go and win trophies, you need four number nines. Mm. And Rangers have got that at this moment in time. If he does go, I'll be disappointed. I would like to see him stay. But the only thing, when, when I sit and watch Rangers and he does things like he done in the Dun United game and then the Hibs game, I'm thinking to myself, you, honestly, you could crack up at times. Mm. Um, but... He's not, me, he's not going to change so Fergie is he? No, let's I, be honest. I don't I think he, he plays in the yeah, edge. Yeah, There's yeah. no doubt he plays. He plays in the edge, and I I wouldn't want to take that fiery bit out of him. I don't. Mm. But you've got to temper it down a wee bit. You know what I mean? He, he's got to think of his teammates. Don't think of yourself. Think mm. of what's run about you and how important a player he is. Because look, he maybe not have scored as many goals as a lot of people would have wanted from him this season. But I think his general all-round play has improved big time this season. Gary, who would you play up front tomorrow then? So no Morelis, no Roof. I, I think it's a, I think it can only be big, uh, big hitting, Paul. To be honest, but uh, I've got to say I'm uh, talking about Roof. I don't think Roof is an out-and-out number nine. I think he's actually mm. better coming off the side. If I'm being totally honest, I'm mm. with Barry. I think they need to go and get another striker. I think Morelis. I think his time's up the summer, and I would. You need to go and get a similar type if you can. Or, a number nine like, the perfect guy I appreciate what Barry's saying about playing the edge and that but let's play in the edge and you can still be nasty and you can still be cute about it I, I think he just he goes too far Barry played with Big Dado Big Dado was perfect for playing on the edge and, and being aggressive without going over the top every every other game Dado Purcell yeah yeah he he was aggressive yeah I wouldn't mess about with Big Dado I thought he seemed like a big nice nice guy now. No, lovely guy lovely guy but a warrior He's he's somebody you would want in the trenches with you, yeah. big dad. I loved him. I mean, yeah. he came to Rangers. He'd half a knee. Mm. He, he could hardly train. Um, wow. I'm saying he had half a knee, he had a full knee, yep. but I know he just, what you mean. He couldn't train every Engine. day. I would have loved yep. to have seen that guy 100 mm. percent fit. But see um, when you sorry, see when you say about competitiveness, like in, in the fire, like Kevin Nisbet's got it, but he's cuter than Morelos too. But you know he does bash into defenders mm. if you watch him. He smashes defenders, but what he does in the day is stamp and, and elbow in the quiet face. Assassin. Yeah, he's a quiet assassin. That's oh, how you need to go. But yeah, I think Nisbet again would be a good type for Rangers playing I, that centre forward. I think if role. you I think if you go around all the centre backs in Scotland and say they're a tough toughest opponent up top, I think vast majority will say Morelos. But I agree, yeah. it is becoming a bit frustrating for the Rangers fans and I'm, I'm sure the, the manager must be mm-hmm. pulling his hair out and his teammates. Because I, I keep saying you can only do so much for somebody, it's got to come within. He's got to at some stage realise mm-hmm. that this is this is over the top now, I need to try and, I need to try and temper it down a wee he bit. He needs a good run in, doesn't he? Between now and the end of the season to get that he the, does. the Lille move or whatever that he almost got to get to England or you know to Spain or Italy. Sai so, so made a good point earlier. I think a lot of managers will look at his um, his disciplinary yep. record, which has not been great, as Gary just mentioned. 20, I, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. Twenty one games over a two and a half year period. It's a lot of games to miss through suspension. Gary, will we keep up your predictions then? <laughs> last weekend you thought four 0 and good on you. Ah, uh, uh, come on. <laughs> well, are, are, but are you just confident? Won. I don't care how they- don't yeah. care how they play, just win the more. I don't care how they play. Mm-hmm. Gary, thanks very much for calling. 
Thank you, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Cheers, Cheers. 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 I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I just can't see Itton playing again. No. I know Gary said that he would go with Itton, but I, I, I wouldn't. I'd go mm-hmm. Kent up top. I, I think if you give Ryan Kent a free license, say go and run him behind, go and go anywhere you like. Um, and, Scott and, right. and if you do need yep. to sweat, if you need to go over to left, right's more than capable of going playing mm. up front. So I think a better combination. I think right can link up better with Kent. I see Kent sometimes bouncing at Itton, and Itton's more concentrating on getting the ball controlled. And, and keep, I think he looks worried. I need to keep the ball here. Whereas I think a Scott Wright, you play it him, he plays off the cuff. A similar to Ryan Kent. I think Ryan Kent can hook, uh, link up better with a Scott Wright than he can with that, that, a Cedric Itton. That's what I said today. I think he will surprise. I think he will go with day three. Aribo on the right side well, um, Kent and, and Wright You like Aribo side. better there Fergie Than in the middle? I like Aribo full stop I mean I, I like the fact That he can play Anywhere in midfield It just shows you um, What what good a player he, he is um, But The most important thing For me is In the central area I don't think The manager will make uh, the, It wasn't a mistake I think he'd he done it For a reason Leaving Stephen Davis out for the amount of games he played, he didn't want to rush Ryan Jack back too quick because he'd played a few games and after been out for, I think six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important that he's got one of them, if no, two of them in the, the central area. So do you think it'll be Jack Davis and Kamara in the middle of the pitch where Rebo, Wright and Kent? Yep, that's what I, th- I think he'll go. Scott, it's, a, it's a strong, yeah. it's a strong Sc- midfield. Scott Wright must be pinching himself, thinking, you know, middle of February, I'm at Rangers and they're talking in Go Radio, Cy Ferry, Barry Ferguson, that I could be playing tomorrow. And the ma- it's been well, some move for him, hasn't it? It's been a great move for him, but I, I, I do believe I can see the reasons why mm. Stephen Gerrard's um, went to get him. Mm. I, I just I, I liked his attitude when he came on. He was desperate to get on the ball. He, he goes and he's on the front foot. And especially when you get in that final third, as I will say, you need players that do something special. And I think he can bring that to the Rangers team. Yeah, he looks to me like he's not fair. You know, as I say, even when he comes on, Rangers are playing great. He could have just went and played safe. I think Tavernier pops two on him. He could just pop it off to Tavernier first time. He wants to get turned. You know, he wants to make things happen. You can be as good a player as you like But you need that mentality If you're going to be a Rangers player Or a Celtic player And Scott Wright seems to me Like he's got that As I've mentioned before His last game for Livingston Really surprised me You know the effort he put He knew he was going to Rangers He came on And he's, he's firing into tackles He's running channels He's putting himself about So he seems a good type And then he's got the ability To match it I no, think it's a right good signing No he's got, he's got a bit of arrogance About him yeah. which I like I think you need When you play at a big club And as you said That uh, 20 minutes or so He got On Sunday against Hamilton on the half turn demanding the ball game of the ball that tells me that he's confident he's on ability that he can do it at Rangers and do you know what I think in time he will be a big Rangers player I've no doubt as well I bet Gerard being the type he is I bet he spoke to guys like Ryan Jack and said what, what type of guy is, is right could you come here and play yeah. I think they'll do that sort of diligence won't they I think that's good management yeah definitely I, I do that even at early level I ask your players that's um, why you never signed me I said I was hopeless <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> still time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but I think it's always good to get the opinion of, of players who maybe have played with, with other players in the past yeah. um, I think that's just good management and I'm sure what size just said there I'm sure Gerard has maybe mentioned to, to Ryan Jack he sees for up that area what, what type of background he comes from but Overall, I'm excited about the signing of Scott Wright. Big weekend coming up, and it starts here. The Bull Radio Football Show. Let's go. Chris on the travel there mentioning a treble. Nobody's going to get a treble this year. Celtic out of the League Cup. Rangers 18 points clear at the top of the table. And the Scottish Cup, well, will it happen? We hope so. Side the other night, we were asking, what would you be? Harry Redknapp said when he gave up playing, he almost became a taxi driver. So I asked Barry what would have been if he hadn't been a footballer. And he said a roofer with his dad. Would you? Uh, Roof, yeah. Yeah. Kind of see you doing that, eh? Uh, 
With the backside hanging out the jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I do, do you know what? I don't like heights. It's a job. It's the only thing I knew. <laughs> no, you? I could see him be in a beauty salon or something. <laughs> what about you, Sai? Si? What, uh, what, what would, would you have been doing? I'd be a, ba- a barber. Would you? Yeah. My uh-huh. uncle's a barber. I had. When I wrecked my ankle at Saint, like, guess what? I was, out, uh, was 18 or something, two years. I was, out, I was going to train to be a barber, but the ankle got better. But that's what I would do. I had to go and be a barber. If do I, if do I you could. cut your own hair? My missus cuts it, she's <laughs> terrible. She's done a wee barber course, so she, I know the basics. I could cut huh? your hair easy, yeah, Paul, you just blow on it. He's <laughs> <laughs> hanging on to that, isn't he? That, that one's coming out. <laughs> so, how much are you missing the football? And I was thinking oh, I about you today, 33 years old, and there's not, you know, you're not going to, how many more years do you think you can play? Because I was thinking, Richard Foster said it last night in the show, you know, the clock's ticking and you've only played a few times having a laugh next door. Uh, can I just ask you, what age is Richard Foster? Uh, 30 what is he 30 34 or 5 34 or 5 39 you know we beat his team this year huh? and I ran circles around him yeah. just uh-huh. want to get yeah. that yeah. are you available for a, a championship I can not really know with the no. schedule that we've got we're doing this on a Saturday but that's, the, that's, the, that's the frustrating thing Paul yeah. as I was saying to his office we've got boys that could go and play in the championship you know but we would let them go on loan because we we want boys to play so that if we do go back boys are ready to go on it straight away but because there's no inf- information or instruction we don't know if we can send boys out on them because yeah. we don't know when we are going to be starting mm-hmm. back. There's no, we've been told nothing. First of March is just an update. Oh, yeah. So it's no a, a chance, of, right? It should be a starting back. Maybe scrap Fergie, won't it? Yeah, I think it's going to be, be difficult. And I, I'm, I, I think Sai brings up an unbelievable point there regarding some of the players, even at my club. I, I think could play um, championship. The championship. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's a few of them, and Sai's team. I've come up against them, and there's no doubt in my mind. There's a few his. His players can do the same, and you, what what you want at this time, and there is leagues that are playing. You want other guys to go and and get a bit of game time because it is tough. It's really tough uh, for them. I mean, when it come becomes uh, sorry, the first of March, yep. that's going to be six, seven weeks again. And Sai will tell you, you need three, four weeks preparation of before but, you can but even then start April. back. Yeah, yeah. but by the end of March, you, your manager Jim McAnally said, "Let's scrap the lower leagues." Yeah, yeah, but but why is the championship still going ahead when there's two part team time teams in it? And they play they play full time teams every yep, Saturday, I know. so they get tested on Monday, I believe. Yep, but they're at work all week. I know. So I, I, I don't, I don't see how the championship sense. can go ahead, but we can. And mm-hmm. very few cases came up in football anyway when you were all playing. Richard Foster's thirty five, so um, oh, I thought yeah. he was thirty nine. <laughs> 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 but you do feel you know the clock is ticking. You must be desperate to play. Would you go on loan to somewhere? No. Where would you be in the championship? Come on, no. Where would no, you? No, I wouldn't go on loan. Dundee, your old club. No, so you damn near most hated man in Dundee. Too much. Absolutely. No, yeah. I know through that. I just I, I wouldn't go and do that. No, I'm past going and doing that. Eh? I enjoy this. I'd rather do this on a Saturday than being told. We, we don't want you going in, uh, during the, on a Saturday, but I'm thinking yeah. of the younger boys. You know what I mean, especially right. for their, their mental health. They're yeah. stuck in the house. And Richard Foster makes a, a a great point. He's he's at an age where you can become a bit stale, and and he, you need about. I know he's still full time. He's at Partick Thistle. He's training every day, getting his legs moving. I know he's about training um, himself, but so I tell you, see, just going running. It's uh, it's hard It's hard for the, the players Footballers want to be on a field With the ball mm-hmm. And get the passing drills And possession drills And whatever So it's really hard times For the, the lower league Tough players I really yeah. feel for them And Spain. do you know what mm-hmm. It's not just about uh, Part time teams It's kids as well Kids are not getting the opportunity To go out and kick yeah. the ball about 
Back into the Premiership, Edouard is back on form. Here's Neil Lennon about the striker. He missed a couple of good chances tonight, but I thought his touch tonight and his, his movement was sublime on a really difficult... Listen, he's a class player, you know, and um, he's really on top form now, which is huge benefit to us and, and the team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with Wilson. He's a great lad and he's playing so well. And here's Albion Ayeti speaking about playing. Yeah, I'm very happy I could um, you know, be back playing again with the team. Um, I'm happy we could um, get a win again. I think we're in a good form right now. And uh, I'm always happy when I play and I can help the team. Sai, Barry, what do you reckon? The papers today, a Yeti, he's no diver, he's no skyver. Is he growing in you as a striker for Celtic? Um, no, nah, not really. I'm not totally convinced of him being totally honest, Paul. Uh, the other night, you know, I'm wanting Edward to come to the ball and get on it and they be put and I see a Yeti dropping deep to get on the ball. You're in the team to, st- to stay to stay long, you know. Go and occupy the, the back four so that um, Edward can go and get on the ball. You know, Fergie just said it off air. I'm going to steal it for him since he stole my ex-player thing. Yeah. You know, Edward's dumbing the ball and, and, and yet he's not in the same wavelength. But again, that might come with more games that he plays. But for me, you get even more at Edward when Griffiths is playing because the first half doesn't happen if Griffiths is playing because he's constantly looking at running behind St Mirren's back four where it seems to me as a yet is more interested in, in going linking the play but that's why Edward's in the team so what's happened with Griffiths again something's happened hasn't it I mean he's, he's, he could be in Siberia I know, I know he's yeah. on the bench he came on but yeah but yeah. I mean three or four weeks ago I, I was thinking to myself or most Celtic fans um, I think that's Griffiths back mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. obviously there was rumours about a fallout or whatever and he's missed the last few games he's been on the bench Um for me, I think that's Celtic's best partnership, without a doubt. Um, I don't think Ayeti and Edward have struck up a great partnership yet, um, simply because they've not played enough games uh, mm. together. I just, what Sai said there, I was watching the game on Wednesday night and I seen Edward making sl- movements. Um, he got on the ball and Ayeti wasn't, wasn't in the same page as him. Um, but listen, that, that comes down to getting to know each other yeah. as the more they play with each other. Um, but for me... The best um, pairing at Celtic is definitely Lee Griffiths and Edward for one, me. One thing I will say about him, he looks slimmer to me when you see him on the TV. Oh, he, now. he does. Yeah. His face looks slimmer, and and both him and Edward for me working harder off the ball, yeah. and it goes a long way. As I said, you're not always going to play well on the ball, but one thing you need to do is is graft off it, and and I've seen an improvement. Even guys like Rogic, mm. and it's not rocket science that Celtic are getting these results due to players working harder off the ball. So you gave him credit there. What about Stephen Welsh? What's the injury update? Here's the manager. It's a trauma. He got caught late on the ankle, so we're hoping... I mean, his, his foot's in a part at the minute as, as precautionary, but, um, you know, we're hoping it's not too bad because, um, you know, the kid's done very, very well for us so far. And two four-goal wins uh, each midweek. You know, we had missed some good chances before that, you know, before the, the penalty. I thought we deserved to be well ahead by then, but, um, you know, once we got the second goal, you know, we really turned it on and you could see the confidence oozing out of the team and they were superb so they deserve a lot of credit tonight for the way they played so the points been proven then alright On social media some people are asking us can Neil Lennon do a Stephen Gerrard because uh, April last year March, April uh, he'd lost the support of many of the Rangers fans but he's won them back big time can Neil Lennon do the same Barry? I think the only way you do that is by winning games a football Paul and, and um, playing good football and I, I think over the last few games certainly Celtic have come back to some sort of form what Celtic fans would expect um, there, there's no doubt they've, they've, um, they've found a, 
Well, certainly Neil Lennon's found a, a formation that suits the personnel he's got. I think they look really good. He's changed the two centre-backs. Young Welsh, I know, get injured, but I think him and Ayer look a real good partnership. Young, um, they've got a lot of energy. They're quick, both of them. And the diamond in midfield. Um, I think the tip of the diamond, David Turnbull, suits him down to a tee with Callum McGregor, Rogic and Scott Brown behind him. Um, and the two up, up top, so... Listen, the only way you can win back your fans is by winning games of football and Celtic on the right track just now. Si? Yeah, I have no doubt you could. As I say, I don't think Neil Lennon's turned into a bad manager overnight. We've seen it happen to great managers this year where they win the league at a canter last year and um, they're behind this year. Uh, and, and I think when Lennon's had his strongest team on the pitch, the performances have been good. Mm. You know, he's had a hard year in terms of missing players, no making excuses because a big team, as I said, you need to deal with it. Um, but when you see... Neil Lennon's team's playing the way he wants them to play they're effective in Scotland you know we've seen that for 60 minutes against Motherwell we see it in the second half against Sitman he can play good football as a Celtic manager and, and win games of football but he needs a personnel and I think if he is to do it what Stephen Gerrard done well in the summer was his recruitment so if Neil Lennon is going to go and claw it back next year he needs to get rid of the players as he said that doesn't want to be there first and foremost but then you need to go and get a style that you're going to play for a full season and, and buy players to fit that style so that you're no switching change Changing fifth back three to back four every second week. I, I think he's go to player that now is David Turnbull. Yeah. I, I think you need to build the team around him, Fergie, don't you? I, I think um, that's a must. Is he the next captain? I know Callum McGregor's been amazing, listen, you know, vice captain. I, I don't know about captain, but I, I think if Celtic are, are going to, uh, no, think. I know they will need to rebuild. I think you've got to build the team round about David Turnbull. I is think that, that important? Yeah. I think, so. Yeah, I don't know what you think. I, look, I'd, I've seen him play better mm-hmm. on Wednesday night, but. Just for me, when he gets in areas, certainly in that middle third and final third, he's always looking to play that pass. And do you know what I like about him? See if it doesn't go for him. He'll go and get the ball again and try it again. Yeah. He's not scared to make mistakes. And and look at his goal um, the other night, he just following up and played, driving into the box. And sometimes that wee bit of luck when the ball drops to you, he's in the, the right place at the right time. But for me, I think Celtic... If they want to be successful, they need to build the team round about a, a kid like uh, David Turnbull. I think you're uh, fairly spot on in terms. Of, I didn't think it was his best game, but no, his best game, Paul. I think he sets up three chances, has three shots on goal, scores a goal, and he's delivery for set pieces, and that's what he gives you. He's not one of these guys that when he's not in a game, as Fergie says, he'll go and hide. You know, he'll still take the ball and he'll still try that hard pass. Celtic have not done enough of that this year. You know, I think when Celtic have been. No playing great Players have played safe Sideways and backwards Turnbull's no one of them uh, That's what say. I don't know See when I'm watching games I, When Whether it's 5 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes If a midfielder's Getting the ball away A few times Always look to see If he's won it Again mm-hmm. Go and get it No scared to make a mistake Go and have that confidence To say right Do you know what I've made a couple of bad passes I'll keep going And I see that in him And yeah. that's what we were Talking about previous About Rangers I've seen that at Scott Wright When he comes on He's wanting to make an impact Straight away He's wanting to go and show That he wants that ball And that's what you want to see For players Your only worry is When Roderick and him Playing together Because Roderick wants to play that role They end up playing Five yards within each other I think that kind of Kills Tur- Turnbull a wee bit Whereas when a Christie's there Christie takes up wider positions in Turnbull, uh, Than, than Roderick And it leaves Turnbull To go and be the main man In the middle But like what Fergie's saying He never had a great first half But the first thing he does In the second half Could easily pass back And he slips Taylor in For the penalty mm. and, yeah. and that's the game one You've won the game For a, a, a David Turnbull pass 2-0 the game's over That's what he, that's what he gives you 
Can you believe that's the first hour already of the programme? St Johnson Celtic, remember, is on Sunday. Uh, Ross County, Hibs tomorrow is off because of the weather, but Aberdeen going ahead against St Mirren, Dundee United against Livingston, Motherwell against Hamilton and Rangers against Kilmarnock. Go Radio Football Show, OPC Energy Limited, Barry Ferguson, Simon Ferry. We're back after this. Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on boiler servicing and maintenance, visit opc-ltd.uk. Football show. This time tomorrow we'll be, have told you what's happened in the Premier League Aberdeen against St Mirren Dundee United against Livingston It's the Derby in Lanarkshire Motherwell against Ackies and Rangers up against Kilmarnock Kilmarnock with the new manager Tommy Wright signing Cal Lafferty no stranger to Ibrooks. he'll be back there tomorrow he'll see uh, a few faces that you know as well because there's many people in the back room are still there Barry yep, yep. well Stephen Gerrard signed them and, and then sold them uh, so he'll want to he prove the, the manager um, wrong that he, he shouldn't have let him go but I, I think it's a good signing by Kilmarnock um, as I said uh, I played with, with Kyle when he was a, a bit younger albeit when we signed him for Burnley but I, I still think he's got something left he's at an age now 33 year old he's coming towards the end of his career and I do think he'll be a very good signing for Kilmarnock once he gets fit here's Stephen Gerrard speaking about the opposition tomorrow's a new game it'll be a tough challenge got a new manager normally a new manager finds a bounce uh, they didn't find that against Motherwell and uh, we don't want them to find that against us tomorrow but there's no doubt about it that Tommy's a really experienced good manager and at some point he'll turn Kilmarnock around I do believe that but we don't want that to we don't want that to be the start of that tomorrow Killy of course on 24 points Ross County on 23 Hamilton at the bottom on 20 at the top it's Rangers after 28 games with 76 points Celtic on 58 points with one game in hand Hibs on 49 their game's off at Ross County Aberdeen at home to St Mirren there on 44 Livy on 39 at Dundee United and St Mirren on 32 it's going to be quite a weekend Si isn't it Celtic on Sunday St Johnson against Celtic where will we start on this hour do you want to look at the derby in Lanarkshire what about Motherwell against Hamilton Motherwell versus that good game again we were speaking off yeah Hamilton getting that performance and that result last week I wouldn't expect you if they went and got beat 4-0 because that's just the team that I but then it wouldn't expect, it wouldn't surprise you either if they turned up and beat Motherwell so Motherwell I do like under Graham Alexander I do like how brave they are playing out for the back I don't know if they'll do that in a derby uh, and then the press for the front um, but if Hamilton turned in the performance that they did against Rangers I can see them taking three points here because they looked very well organised to me uh, and having watched Motherwell against Kilmarnock I don't think Motherwell are the type that can play through if, if Hamilton can keep that structure and the two up top um, with Bruce Anderson and the big man mm-hmm. I think they can cause Motherwell problems I really do Yep, big derby in Lanarkshire um, my, my local team Hamilton I, I was really impressed with them last Sunday yeah. I've got to be honest with you and, um, when Brian Rice speaks after the game or in general uh, he's a type of manager that I, I would love to have played under mm-hmm. and you heard him last night with Rob yep. on the show he's so infectious he isn't is, he? and his yeah. hands are tied behind his back in terms of the budget he's got he's not got a lot of money to go and spend and for me I, I think he's done a, a terrific job I know he, he's had a few bad results and there's a lot of inconsistency there but as I said he, he's got to 
blood young players he's got to go and get guys in free transfers that maybe have not played a lot of football in the past um, but I, I'll be honest with you they've got to take a lot of confidence out of the way they played last Sunday the way they were they were set up the press rangers high yeah. uh, and all over the pitch I thought they were they were hungrier which surprised me against Rangers so if they bring that type of performance in against Muddle they've got every chance of getting the three points I think the back five suits them you know, it gives them that base where they've not had this season. You know, an early part of the season, we're conceding too many goals. But what you, the two fullbacks are more than capable, uh, wing backs, sorry, are more than capable of getting up and getting crosses into the box as well. And then the three in the middle of the pitch, I think you've got your two sitters and the big man that used to play centre mid, and then you've got Callahan who breaks into the box. Mm-hmm. So I think that three-five-two really suits Hamilton. Is that is that the first time he's played that? I, I'm not sure if he's played it all season, but do you know what I was going to say? I, I've watched Bruce Anderson a few times. I know he was in Lone Air United, and. I wasn't too sure, but mm. I, I thought I thought mm. the young man was was excellent against Rangers. A lot of energy about him. Um, just needs to get that first goal. Um, but I liked both of them up top. And as I said, that five three two system suits them when they need to be defensive. They're solid and compact when they go forward and get bodies into the box. And Ross Callahan driving for midfield, he's always liable to get that that goal. And the two up top are a, a real danger if, if they're on their game. Anderson's much better with Tuto Ferry. Any other time I've seen him with Aberdeen, I think he played against Rangers at Petodre and he was oh, playing up on his own and he I was felt to- from he, was that compl- day, he, he needs somebody that's going to go and bash centre-backs mm. a bit for him, then he picks up the, the scraps and, and he can run in behind exactly. as well. Yeah. Yep. But Cy for Motherwell, 28 points, St Johnson on, tw- on 30, Dundee United 31. What about the manager, Graham Alexander? He should almost get an assist for the way he took the... He threw the ball so quickly, didn't he? At command it for the goal. i seen Graham, Anders, uh, Graham Alexander play. He's probably better with his hands than he was with his feet. So <laughs> if he tried to chip it, you'd have missed him. But um, no, I, as I say, I like the way Motherwell play. Yep. But I don't know if they're going to go and play like that after seeing how well Hamilton press Rangers doing it. So it'll be interesting to see. Great to see Tony Watt back. You know, mm-hmm. he's no scoring goals, but if he sees pass for Alan Campbell's Assist, goal, yeah. it's um, it's a it's a level above. You know, you can that's where you see Tony's qualities. And what I like for Alan Campbell since Graham Alexander's, he's, I think he's telling him to hit the box more, Fergie, and I think he's capable of that because he looks like a good finisher as well. Yeah, he, he was always a good player. He always impressed me, but I think he's improved this season. Yeah, to be honest with you, he was just very much a dog before, though, Fergie, uh, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's see, got See, technically as well, I think he's he's improved. He's obviously, if you hear like managers are. People speaking about him. I think he's one of the boys that go and uh, goes and works hard at his game on the training field, and and it's paying off. And he's adding goals to his game. I was going to ask you, say, what about um, Declan Gallagher? Mm. Never played, did he? No. Yep, it's down to this. I think the contract. Yep. Yep. Down to this one game, and then it it kicks in, doesn't it? It I, triggers an extension. I think he'll be away. Do you? Mm. Looks like well, but he's got to think of the yep. Euros. We were speaking about it oh, on Wednesday. Yeah. He's he's been a big player for. Um, Scotland. So what do you do then, Fergie? Right, you've got. You I think he's got promised. to sit down uh, with it. I think he's got to. If it is that, I don't mm. think he's injured. If it is that, I think he's got to sit down with the club and he needs to play because he is a big player for Muddle. He's um, he's certainly been a big player for Scotland. So that's a worry that uh, for Stevie Clark, I would guess he he, he must be th- uh, sitting thinking what's going on here and for Declan's career as well because. To be fair, I think he's been a top signing for Muddle and he's been a, a great find for Scotland. It's been like a fairy story from this year, hasn't it? It's been amazing. He was one of the mainstays of getting to the Euros next year and uh, and Mother will need him. But it's a similar yeah, situation in his bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, do you play or do you, do you sit? But you might not get back in the team because yeah. I haven't watched the game. They were under a lot of pressure and the two centre-backs are outstanding. 
in terms of defending the 18 yard box because I said my stat earlier which Fergie loved yeah. 45 crosses for Kelly did you make it up is that true no it's true that's the sort of knowledge I bring to this show <laughs> that's why uh, you're the assistant <laughs> manager of Peter Head yeah. so he might struggle to get himself back in so like yeah. Fergie says he needs to get that sorted as soon as possible because yep. the Euros is massive every single player will want. I know you're talking about moves and stuff like that but their memories are last week forever yeah. first and foremost you want to get in that European squad and that'll move us on nicely to Billy Gilmore Paul there you go I'm going to go to that in a second what's your scoreline tomorrow Motherwell against Hamilton oh my god man that's a tough one isn't it it's almost impossible to call I'm going to go you can hold it until the last section no 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 I'm going to go I'm going to put my neck I'm going to say 2-1 Motherwell just because of Hamilton's inconsistencies yep I'm going to go the reverse of that 2-1 Hamilton oh Here's some great news, Justin. I'm going to come back to that in a second or two. Just want to welcome, uh, this is from the Gallica. So this is from, yeah, the player himself. I'm just checking to make sure. So they've got a baby boy. Yeah, seen that on Twitter, so isn't that brilliant? Yeah. So maybe that's been part of it this week. That he yeah, you just want to see him yeah. back because, as I said, um, he's he's a player that certainly impressed me when it was at Motherwell. And, and listen, we all watched the Scotland games. Yeah. Um, and I thought he was... I thought he was absolutely immense if I've been honest with you so you just want to you don't want him to miss out on it because he's been a big player getting them qualified for the, that uh, that Euros so you want to see him in the squad and hopefully playing I think that's where the interest came from his performance against Serbia and particularly up against big Mitrovic mm-hmm. you know he was oh, Serbia's top man and, and Deke played him, him a a over, over a couple of yep. games he was outstanding so I, I wouldn't be surprised if teams down south maybe championship are looking at him and it's a big lure Paul you know you think of the money that you can get down there so mm-hmm. It's understandable that I'm only saying this because he's listening now. He's going to pull me up for saying he might not get back in the team. We're not getting much sleep. We're like eight pounds, twelve ounces. It's Ashton Patrick Gallagher born. Just uh, that's great news, isn't it? A sister Shay and it's his wife Nikki. So congratulations to Declan and the family. Again, another yep. one though, Fergie. Right? He was a young kid at Celtic when I was there, released. Could he easily? I think he, he he's been through a lot of uh, troubling times in his life, and he, he's managed to bounce back. Yeah. So See, full credit to him. This is the thing, Sai. This is what a lot of young young players have. I've got to look, stand up and take notice that if things don't work at a bigger club and they get freed, there's always an opportunity. And mm-hmm. like Declan Gallagher's just went and obviously went on a roll in terms of playing and and worked hard and got into the national team. And and there's there's numerous other players and. You've always got to say to the young boys, never give up. Listen, there's always disappointments in the game. Um, and if you go and you work hard uh, and do your work, there's always an opportunity around the corner. And it's been proven with quite a few players in the past. He'd have been in, he'd have been in League One with Livingston five years ago. Amazing. Crazy, I think. Just shows you what yep. hard work does. Sai and Barry. I'm sitting here because I don't work hard enough, Paul. So, you know uh, you're working hard now, though, Peter Head, and here and on the podcast. So, the Euros. We're hoping still the boogie bus down to Wembley. A couple of games at Hamden as well. Thomas Tuchel, the Chelsea boss, saying that Billy Gilmer, he hails him a fantastic player, and he explained today why he wouldn't let him leave Chelsea because he, he needs on loan. He needs games, though, doesn't he? Barry, what do you feel uh, about Billy Gilmer? I, I watched him last night against Barnsley. Um, the pitch wasn't great, but do you know what I love about him? Um, no matter if there's one or two or three even players um, tight to him he wants the ball he demands the ball and he's just a joy to watch great passer of the ball and I'm, I'm sick of people going on about the physicality of him the size of him listen that boy can play the game there's no doubt about it and in time he's going to be a top player uh, not just for Chelsea but for Scotland and if he continues to play which hopefully he does I would love to see him in that Euro squad He's, you know, I say that this about Turnbull playing in the hole 
It's his decision making. You know, with Billy Gilmore, he always wants the ball, but he and he play. He wants to play forward, but when it's on to play forward, because he's all he's one of the wee guys. He's always checking his shoulder. You know, he, the awareness of what's in is brilliant, Fergie. Mm. But if somebody is tight to him, he's more than happy just to go and pop it off and move and get on it again. When the space opens up, he's got that ability to go and play forward. Um, I, I just love kids like that who want the ball all the time, and he's not bothered about mistakes. I've seen games where he's gave it away. Four or five times in a row, he goes and takes it again. But that's yeah, what top players that, do. He done that last night. He made a couple of mistakes, which happens in a game. Mm-hmm. But he's back demanding the ball thirty seconds later. Give me. Um, he, he's just a, a wonderful footballer. And see on oh, this, the physicality. Oh, the nonsense. Uh, if you're dominate, if you're a team that dominates the ball, mm-hmm. why do you need? Why do you need to be physical? Mm-hmm. You know, think of Guardiola's Barcelona midfield and yeah, Iniesta, Xavi. Xavi. Yep. And do you know what? Nonsense. Another thing with all the big players, big names at Chelsea, nothing. It doesn't phase them. Mm. Doesn't he phase him Whoever he, he's playing with He was playing with McCann in the middle of the park Who was a captain last night And he was At times just Banging him out the way To go and get on the ball I love that Did he make the right Or wrong decision Remember he could have been At Rangers Or at Chelsea Three years ago Age 16 He's a Rangers fan I'm made asking the wrong decision <laughs> but I, I'm going to ask you Si first of all What do you think Do you think he should have stayed he Surely he would have got Game time at Rangers No I think I think he made the right decision. Yep. He's playing in, uh, financially sure. for his family. Probably he'll probably be sorted. You know, first and foremost, it's the and biggest then, league in the world. Biggest obviously. league in the yep. world. Yep. And uh, his points, the amount of times he's played, has, mm. has proved that he's he made the right decision. You know, um, how many other young players at Chelsea are coming through doing that at his age? I know guys like Hudson Odoi, but they're two or three years older. Billy Gilmore for his age, is the yep. one that pushing through to play, playing minutes. You know, mm. I, I know what you're saying about he could play at Rangers and stuff like that, but. Billy Gilmore's got the chance to go on and be a big, big player in the English Premier League and that, I think that's that's brilliant for Scottish football. You know, McTominay at Man United, these are massive clubs and, and what it gives you is that experience when you go to big tournaments, these guys have played in big games at Chelsea and Man United. I mean, that's that's, um, that's gold dust for Scotland. Yeah, but I was disappointed obviously that, that he, he never signed with Rangers but you just need to look and see the impact he, he's made at Chelsea and, and he's playing in the big stage, the best, best league in the the world and the most important thing is Scottish I love seeing Scottish players do well and he certainly doesn't look out of place and and as I said he's going to for me he's going to be a superstar if he continues the development uh, continues working hard and do you know what he looks a real level headed kid as well he, there's, he's destined for the top there's no doubt about that I'm actually surprised at how much he's played mm-hmm. you know thinking like you say Paul 19 year old it's not like they're struggling you know last year they were top four and he a lot of football with, with top players up mm. against him. You think of the, the centre midfielders have got Jorginho the sign for mm. for millions of pounds. Kante one of the best centre midfielders in the world, and the boy Kovacic who was at like Real Madrid him. very good yep. as well. So there you go, Paul. Not only is he he's, he's learning off the players as well, which is massive, and that'll bring him on massively as well. He was getting game time, and then COVID came. Remember that? And yeah. um, he got an injury as well. It, but yeah, he, he was right. out. He was yeah. out injured, and that's tough as well. It just shows but, you that mentally he's strong as well. He's come back for a for a tough injury, and he's he's forced his way back into the. The Chelsea squad, but do you know what? It's great for the Scottish game. It's great for the national, the national team as well. Guys like Billy Gilmer and, and Turnbull. But even that, like Henry McTom- how well McTominay's doing just now with Man United. Stuart Armstrong doing Scored the with Southampton. McGinn yep. with Aston Villa. Yep. Scottish yeah. boys are running it. Stuart Armstrong, brilliant. Just, every time I, I watch him for Southampton, he's he's the top performer. How was he last night? A goal, I see. Yep. His his finish was brilliant, brilliant, and he was he was the best player on the pitch last night. Armstrong yeah. would be up there for the, one of the best players I've played against I was doing well at Dundee and then we came up to the derby and Hartley says to me worst decision in his life go and man mark you man mark Armstrong in the, oh my god Paul Could you not? it was like chasing his Rolls Royce uh-huh. <laughs> honestly he was an absolute animal yeah. and uh, 
such a lovely grounded boy as well. But Armstrong is a top top player, believe me. Stevie Clark has got some. I mean, it's great, isn't it? We've got so many players in the midfield uh, to go into. How many starting will we have in the midfield? It's going to be. We hope we've got that so if much, we keep them fit. Yeah, so much quality in that that midfield area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a. A tough decision for the, the manager, yeah. but that, t- that's what you're paid um, the money for to make the decisions. But he's got he's got top quality in that area, and for me, and size probably the same. It's always an area I look, and we're so strong in there. And we've got a lot of like different type of midfielders as well. Because mm. sometimes you get a lot of players that are quite similar. We've got a, a good mix in there as well. I'd still take a wee risk on Gilmore, at being in the squad. I would, even though he's not played, he's one of the boys that if you're if you're not keeping the ball well, you can go and bring him on for 20, 30 minutes and you'll go and, even if you're winning, you know, go and say go and keep the ball for us, keep the ball for 20, 30 minutes. I think he's got to bin it, say. Si. Do you think Fergie, mm. even though even if he doesn't play a lot for now and then? I think you've got to put him in it. Who drops yeah. out? Ask me that in a couple of minutes. <laughs> I know, because we'll put that one off until we have to. But that is going to be the problem, isn't it, for Steve Clark? But hang on, so but see, but see with this, like I think you only need two strikers. See if you're going to play with one striker up front, and you're going to a tournament for three weeks. You only need to take two strikers. So pack your midfielders because guys like Ryan Fraser can go and play up front as well. Aye. You know, well, yep. I've seen in the past. I've had, I know, I've had McBurnley, Shanklin, Patterson in the squad. Do we need them? You know, if Lyndon Dykes is going to be the guy that plays and Lee Griffiths is the other one, go with they two. Get the midfielders in and that, um, and play around them. That's a good. See if you actually think of the midfielders we've got and the quality we've got. It's going to be a, a tough decision for the manager. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, McGinn's been the, the top performer for, for Scotland in the middle of the mm-hmm, park. I yeah. think he's been excellent. And then you've got Callum McGregor, McGregor. who's been yeah. there um, for the start. You've got Jack. Ryan Jack. Christie. Mc- Ryan Christie, who did so well in the <laughs> yeah. Euros. But then you've yeah. got McTominay, and we spoke about McTominay mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Again, he's another one that's just went to the next level. Mm-hmm. He's starting to score goals as well. He's mm-hmm. he's a massive player for Man United. And then you, you throw into the mix... Turnbull and Billy Gilmer and uh, the managers get some tough decisions to make take the goals away and play a big game of possession 10 passes at one on Scotland did win the Euros that's Cy Ferry's route map to win the Euros bringing it back in the Macy run before we go to the break to Motherwell Hamilton so what was your scoreline Cy? I'm going to go 2-1 Motherwell 2-1 Motherwell Barry? I've got to go with my local team yep Hamilton 2-1 Hamilton 2-1 Hamilton have won the last two in the derby and drawn one he's so in the last three he's letting his heart really yeah. head to their point think so uh-huh. yeah. well, but, but it depends who turns up doesn't it mm. yeah. I, I don't know I, I think yeah. on paper player for player I think Motherwell have got better players 100% than and no. I think they've got that 10 point I wonder Graham Alexander I think they'll have too much for Hamilton I just look back on uh, last week's performance with Hamilton. Surely they've got to take a lot of confidence out of that. And again, when you, you hear Brian Rice speak, I just I love listening to him. I could listen to him all day. He's so enthusiastic. And and um, as I said, his hands are tied behind mm-hmm. his back with the the budget he's got there. I just I, I fancy Hamilton to continue um, the decent wee run they're on one game right, to win this. I want to hear more of Brian Rice uh, the podcast last night with Rob was on last night Richard Foster Simon Donnelly and Brian Rice was on the phone just early in the programme we're back with Barry and Cy and more predictions and more news after this The Bull Radio Football Show Let's go Chris in the travel was telling us the good news is it's Friday and tomorrow Saturday afternoon it's the new sound of Saturday the Super Saturday here on Go Radio with OPC Energy Limited 2 6 Simon Ferry Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney 
and your calls and the football and some Bovril the Bovril was brilliant last Saturday you're on the Bovril tomorrow no James the producer says he's bringing it and I'm just I'm looking forward to seeing what, what size he's going to bring it to the party yeah, he's not brought anything in the last two weeks <laughs> I'll so. bring the sausage rolls so hey, you brought some cakes I brought a Vi- four Victoria sponge they were 250 a pot <laughs> he's kidding me on by the way this is the first Saturday we've had where Rangers are going to be playing with him so it'll be interesting oh, to see how Homer oh, 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 Waste like, Trip do you think <laughs> but not only that I think he's going to wear the strip with the brown brogues and that's, that'll be probably one of his best outfits that he's worn here <laughs> looking forward to it tomorrow afternoon we're enjoying the Saturdays and I think you are too uh, thanks for everyone who's been on the socials and calling in saying they yep they're enjoying it despite all the comments as I say we're back tomorrow 2 till 6 and it's a, it should be a good afternoon Motherwell Ackies we mentioned what about Dundee United against Livingston Livingston off that uh, defeat that's how they're going to bounce back Barry um, I, I think they'll bounce back and they'll get a point I think Dundee United uh, get a great result last uh, weekend against Ross County I fancied them um, so I, I think this has got a, a draw written all over the top here Paul United draw specialist oh. Andy, what do you think? Right here's one for you well, th- if Guthrie plays I think Livingston will win and if they don't I think Dund- if he doesn't I think Dundee United will win ah. I've said before I think Paul will be massive for, for Dundee United for the middle of the pitch mm-hmm. I think he supplies Shanklin and McNulty I think they're a right handful McNulty and Shanklin when they get good service I think if Guthrie plays he's good enough to kind of stop that but if Guthrie doesn't play I'd be I'd be worried for Livingston uh, but on the flip side Dundee United didn't con- uh, done a defence set pieces too well uh, this year they've not done it too great and Livingston one of their strong points so I think it'll be- bear that in mind I'll go a draw <laughs> so you're, going, you're going for a draw I'm going for a draw and you are I think scoring. it's a draw as well yeah. I, I do think Livingston um, he'll get a reaction David Martindale um, but I'm just looking at both teams I think they're pretty evenly matched there's there's not a lot of goals so I, I'm going for a nothing each that's what I'm going for with that front two United should be should be winning more games of football shouldn't they and Lauren Shackler who joined us that was great you had him on the programme just after the game he's desperate he's only had five goals so far and we want you know we'd love to see him in the Scotland squad yeah again an honesty film which is brilliant I thought you know he could have came on and said no everything's going fine but he says no I wanted more goals for myself I wanted more more chances created for myself Um, so it's up to the rest I know it's Shanklin gets a lot of the praise, but mm. you know you need to get him service. There's no, there's no many times I've watched the highlights. Fergie and think Shank, Shanklin's missed mm. missed chances there. Yep. You know the, the chances have been few and far between from, but he shows on Saturday Fergie with that goal when he gets a chance he'll stick it away. I, I just thought his movement again. Yeah. Any, any young striker watching that he goes for the back post to the front post and it's a, a great finish. I, I think if he gets the service, he's he's definitely a, a twenty goals a season man. There's there's no doubt about it. He does his best work inside the box. I think he's he's became a bit frustrated and that's why you've seen him drop too deep to get mm. on the ball, but. Listen, I think once he obviously got that goal last week, I think he'll start to find back, uh, the back of the net this season. Do you think Mickey's maybe done that, Fergie, first year and go with go, go with guys that are hard working, get get feet under the table first year, be hard to beat, maybe next year? Because mm-hmm. I've seen Mickey Mellon's team play do South. They like to press high, they like to go and attack teams, but this year it's kind of been a bit more uh, defensive. I don't film. think he's put his stamp on the team for the fact that he came in, it was Robbie's team, and obviously yeah. with the COVID, he's not had a lot of money to go and spend. Mm-hmm. I, I think he will make changes in the summer and, and bring his maybe another three or four players in and then stamp his own authority on the on the team. I, I hope he's given the time, I think, in time, if he's allowed to bring his own players in. 
I think he'll be an excellent manager uh, for Dundee United. You'll tap into that English market as well, because yeah, he's been know, doing there for years, mm, Fergie. See the Conference League too, there's a yeah. lot of good players, as you know, side down there. Mm. Um, and, and that's where Mickey's mostly worked. And he'll have his eyes on quite a few players um, in the leagues. And if Dundee United, obviously it's tough times for everybody money-wise, if Dundee United allow him to go and, go and get a few players, I think he'll, he'll bring a few diamonds up. Let's go back on the lines. Robert's on the line from Dalmuir, a Rangers fan. Hi, Robert. Hi, hi, Paul. Hi, guys. All right, Robert. All right, Robert. Friday night. Uh, you looking forward to Rangers tomorrow against Kilmarnock? Yes, it's going to be very hard, and I'm going to predict a one-nil win for Rangers, and it's going to be an ugly game. <laughs> an ugly game. Who's going to be your striker? Obviously, no Morellas. Uh, and I, I would and like no to Ruth. see the young boy coming in that they got for Aberdeen. I, 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 I think I like what I've seen. Yeah, I definitely liked what I've seen when he came on as a sub the last time there. He was, you could see it in him. I know he's. I don't know what you think, Sai, but I thought that he was. He was really good. Yeah, we were just really. saying. We were just saying earlier there, Robert. He looked like a. A kid that's got the kind of mentality to go and play for Rangers, you know, it's not this safe. I, I, we were saying as well, it seems to me that Itton's more in, more worried about you know, making a mistake than actually going and expressing himself. Where you see Scott Wright when he comes on, he goes and plays his own game, he's on the half turn, he wants to go forward, yep. create chances, and that's if you're going to play in the front three for Rangers, I think you've got to have that, didn't you? Definitely, mate, definitely. So, yeah, Robert, definite. what's in your mind tonight? My main point is the compliance officers. Now, there's two managers, Jim Goodwin and Stephen Gerrard is outspoken, right? They've came out and they've said what they think. Now, I think the next point to watch here is I think the two of them are going to get pulled up with the SFA. You think? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, because basically, the, 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 well, they're not underlining them, but they're, they're trying to make, get a point across. Mm-hmm. That, and I agree with what Barry says too. Bring ex-players in. Some people that know that actually played the game mm-hmm. and they know what it's all about. But just the way Stephen Gerrard spoke and uh, Jim Goodwin spoke, I, I definitely think they'll get pulled up. I really do. And I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I think it's going to happen. Because Neil Lennon, I think, was also agreeing mm. with Stephen uh, Gerrard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, let, let's be honest, what happens at the SFA, but I would be disappointed if Gerard or Jim Goodwin or, or Neil Lennon uh, are pulled up. I think they've just been brutally honest uh, in their exactly, assessment. Barry. Yep, in their assessment of what I think every manager, every player, every supporter wants to see is we, we want to make the game better and we want to try and help this panel of three, three ex referees. And yeah. I firmly believe. Yeah. To involve an ex-player or an ex-manager would certainly help that. I'm not saying that it's, it's they're going to be 100% correct all the time, but I, th- I think a different set of eyes to help these yeah. these ex-referees would certainly help our game because we want we all want our game to be better. Side, do you yeah, want VAR here? Yeah, I think VAR. If you could afford VAR, I think it'd be a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes away all this. It's decided there and then on the pitch, and then it's forgotten about. We're not speaking about it now. Something that happened three weeks ago, we're still talking about it. We can actually concentrate on the football. Then there's no excuses either. One team's getting favoured, this, um, inconsistencies here and there. If there's VAR, as I say, it's sorted there and then, and, and, and we get on with it. But I need to make a point on somebody's, the point I made about the, the referee coming at. Yep. So, Robert, we're going to come back to you in a second or two. Somebody's on the socials here. Rab's been on. Tell Sai, Ari Hedges. Red versus Jers at the ref didn't say any contact in the box is a pen. He said contact, accidental or not, when no attempt to tackle, must be a red. 
it's a contact sport must be enough force involved to get a pen not as in the dives by sales but anyway my point was that the fact that the referee came out and told us that because I never knew that rule before yeah. the fact that he's came out now everyone knows that that's the rule I think they should be doing that with the panel as well mm. any incident if, whether it's given or, or thrown out we should get an explanation of why mm-hmm. it's been given and why it's been thrown out I think that would help massively Robert what do you feel about that and also what do you feel about VAR you know Sai's saying it takes out uh, away a, lo- a lot of the arguments not everything look at the res- the decision at West Ham last week uh, the ordering off yeah. but Robert what do you feel about VAR if we could afford it if we could afford it yes but I still think the compliance would still want to decide and as Sai says these guys need to come out and tell us the reason why mm-hmm. they have made a decision on one and a different decision on the other. Come out and tell us, explain why they've done it, mm. yeah, how I, it's came about. I think Robert's bang on. Yeah. I, I totally agree with him. I, I think everybody would want a, an explana- uh, explanation of why they've decided to, to ban a player um, or whether they've decided not to ban a player. I think it's just um, common sense for me and I think it'd benefit again I think a lot of people would be happy with that just a bit of honesty and, and transparency yep. and that that's what we need in the game up here Fergie the prime example is so see Curtis Mains against Rangers mm. I still don't know if that's a red card or not because why was that not pulled up and then why were we not told if that's a red card or not so if that happens again is it a red card? Good point I know that, that, this is the issue we've got inconsistency mm-hmm. If they're cons- yeah, like yeah, that, that's the that's the main problem here. They're so inconsistent, and I'll, I'll go back to it. And I feel we're going back all the time. I go mm. back to the the Hibernian and Rangers game. Mm. And McGregor, Morelos, McGregor. For me, when I'm watching the game, I think both of them are, are, are sending offs. There's no yeah, doubt about that. Here's Stephen Gerrard He was asked about full time referees. Would that make a difference? Full time refereeing is one area. If- 100% where the level would get better up here. I think the guys do a terrific job considering they are part-time and they've got other jobs and, and blah, blah, blah. I think the, the level certainly got better year in, year out since I've been up here. But if we can give them more support financially to become full-time, if we can introduce goal line technology, if we can let the referees be themselves and, and make the decisions and the big calls, it's certainly an area where I believe it can get a lot better for everyone up here. Robert, full-time referees for you. Yes, I would think so, but I, I feel it's a slap in the face to them just now what these compliance officers are doing. Yeah. Because if you say they make a decision, if it's a, there's a lot of people complaining and say, oh, it's been a red, but they got a yellow and things like that. But if they've made a split decision at that time, why has it got to go further? Mm-hmm. Why has it got to be pulled? So basically, they're underlining the referees. Mm-hmm. Do you just play the game without referees? Yep, they've got a tough job Again, I've got to agree with Robert yep. They've got a tough job they've, As you say, you've not got the beauty of VAR So they've got to make a, a split decision In a split second and, and it's tough for them It's really tough for them, I feel for them And then if something's getting brought up And people are getting, um, obviously Getting a notice of complaint And re-refereeing games How does the referee feel? So see, the, see the, is it every game that gets reviewed? For incidents? Or is it only if how how do they pick what games get reviewed for the for the compliance officer? Is it ones that are on TV? How how does it work? To be honest with you, I don't think Again, anybody I know knows. Nobody why knows because there's been a change in who the compliance officer was at the SFA. It I mean, it's difficult be... for Rangers and Celtic because they're always the they're games always that are live. Sure, 15, and, 20 and cameras. It's not, yep. it's not just two cameras. You, you I mean, yep. you'll know yourself. There's at least 30, 40 cameras around about the yep. the pitch side, so you don't get away with anything. 
So Surely they watch sports scene, Fergie, and see the highlights and see if there's any dubious decisions. Mm. Again, I'll bring it back to yep. say, like, in Rangers getting brought up, a Yeti dives against Kelly, brought up in front of the. Mm. And then of course. the next night yep. I'm watching Dundee United 2, exact same answers, but nothing said. No one knows. That's the thing. Yeah. There's total confusion yeah. about it. But again, we, an ex player would be good at coming uh, out and explaining yeah. these sort of things I love as that. well. Yeah. That's what should happen. They should bring in ex players who understand the game, been there, done it, had the t shirt, and would maybe sort things out. As you heard your manager say this morning. Look, I respect um, everyone's opinion out there. Barry's obviously played up here for a very long time. He's an icon up here, a legend of the game, someone I respect immensely. So he knows the game. I, I think for me, it's about trying to be a support, trying to keep tweaking the game and certain areas of the game up here to make it better and stronger. But yeah, players who know the game, players who've been in that situation, I definitely think there's a place in the game, not just in punditry or, or in coaching, but also on that side of the game as well, to be involved in organisations, to give a real valid opinion, to, to be better. Stephen, Stephen, Cy Ferry said it first, just if you're listening. He claims yeah, he does. See, the thing is, it's a good point yeah. here. We're, we're trying to support them. Yeah. We're trying to help them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ex-players or ex-managers, it's not like we're saying to this panel of three, uh, you don't know what you're talking yeah. about, you've not got a clue. I'm not saying that an ex-player, an ex-manager has got to be on that panel, but you can sit at the side and if the referees are unsure, they can ask the opinion mm. of an ex-player. Do you think that's a bit over the top? How would you have came about that situation mm. on the pitch? That's what I'm talking about, having a, a, a man-to-man conversation and coming out with the right solution for me. Because the confusion, look at Sky just now, the, 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 they're talking about it as well yeah. at the moment. I was going to say, Gerard yeah. usually speaks yeah. quite well, but he spoke some of nonsense and that would be a bit there, wouldn't it? He'd be a bit jealous. <laughs> yeah. uh, Robert, final point. Final point is, uh, I, I just agree with you guys that uh, it's got to come to an end because it's just going to keep going and going and going. They need to get something sorted. Come out. Tell us why they've made the decision. End okay. of. And actually, final, final point. A word for your goalkeeper. Is he going to be here next season? What would you say if he's listening? And he may well be listening to uh, to the programme. What would you say to Alan McGregor? Definitely, 100%. And I want to give uh, the, him the Rangers Player of the Year award. Player's player. Definite. Is your Player Definite. of the Year Tavernier? Or? No, I, yes. Oh, I would go with McGregor. Oh, as players player yeah, right. Barry said yeah. to the points that McGregor has got Rangers this season is just unbelievable mm-hmm. right. uh, yeah. Yeah, but if I'm if I'm the manager Stephen Gerrard I'm, I'm tying the gates up and not letting him out the training ground until he signs that contract that's, that's how important I think Al he's, McGregor is he's, he's not your player of the year is he? that needs to be done now Barry yep no I totally agree with you I wouldn't be surprised if they're, they're sat, uh, sitting down and, and discussing it. he's he is so important. I, I don't care what anybody says. A top goalkeeper means so much to a, a team if they want to be successful. And I'm sure the manager's trying his best to make sure he, he gets him tied He's down. side looking at you thinking, really, there's not been that many games he was tested, but are you thinking about January the 2nd? But, no, I, I'm not just thinking about that. When Rangers are dominant in a lot of games, he's not got a lot to do. Organising. But when he's got like one or two saves to make, mm-hmm. he makes them. He, he, he makes big saves at big times in the game. Being outside my Rangers play the year mm. me would be Steve Davis. Yeah, I think Rangers are a much better team with Steve Davis in it. We saw uh, that last weekend yeah. without him. I think last year he came up and he was a bit off the pace. You know, I didn't think he'd played for a while at Southampton. Now you've got a fully fit Steve Davis. I think he just makes a massive difference in how Rangers play. You know, a lot of Rangers players build up Fergie. Just the calmness, calmness, and 
mm-hmm. picks good decisions, knows when to hit it long over the top, knows when to play short, when to go backwards and sideways. I think he just he conducts it for Rangers, doesn't he? Yep, he, no, he's he's a wonderful yep. footballer. There's no doubt about it. Great, but well, do you have no chance of getting plenty of Fergie now. No, I, th- I think it's between four, if I'm being honest with you. Who's that? Well, tell us, uh, we'll have to take a break oh, and then you'll tell us. Right. Robert, tell everyone in Dalmuir and Clyde Bank, the new kids in town, Saturday afternoon, Si, Barry, and yeah. myself. Thanks Keep very much. Work, Thank you. Go radio. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. We've had a great cup run, we're outstanding in the semi final, you know, outstanding. And, um, you know, they're a difficult team to beat, you know, the Drew at Celtic Park, and we left it late up there early on in the season, so. Kells really sort of carried on the tradition of Tommy um, and to get the best out of their players so I expect nothing else at the weekend That's Neil Lennon looking forward to the match on Sunday 12 o'clock St Johnson against Celtic tomorrow Rangers against Kilmarnock at 3 Motherwell against Hamilton Dundee United Livingston and Aberdeen against St Mirren at one match off Ross County against Hibs and there's a, a whole slew of matches off in the Championship the games at Dundee Wraith Rovers Dunfermline and also Inverness poor old Inverness I don't know when they last right. played yeah. They're going to have some amount of games to catch up Inverness. I think that's five games that's been cancelled over the last, I think, couple of weeks. Again, again, is that on? Oh, again, yeah, yeah. If, if, they, if they have got all these games to play and, and our league is not going to finish, again, what I'm saying, but they'll need a big squad if it's going to be three games a week. I'd also like to see these championship teams take young boys for the Premiership. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to hear a lot of games for now until the end of the season, go and get guys at Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, Hearts, Dundee United and get them games yep. for now until the end of the season because there's nothing worse for young kids than no playing football. So I'd be all for that. I think championship teams should be looking to, to get Good loan point. signings in. It is, isn't it? Because yeah, Cali will run with a, a, a small squad, yeah. obviously, with the size of the budget. And I would imagine quite a few of the, the teams in the championship will, will have small squads. So... Um, if their games are going to be cancelled um, it only takes a couple of injuries mm. and, and they're down to the bare bones so they, they might need to look into the, the loan system but if you're a premiership team Fergie you're, you're giving them for, for nothing aren't you if you're at the end of the season you're not wanting money for their wages you're just yeah. wanting the kids to go and play aren't you Yeah, you, you, I, I would be shocked if they'd be looking for any, any kind of money as you said Si you just want the the young ones to go in and play the game and, and get a, a bit of football on Saturdays. And we're missing the women's game too. Leanne Crichton was with us on Wednesday night. She'll be in next Wednesday with us, Barry. And it, it's such a shame. And they must be desperate for it. It's hard to be training. I mean, what can you do in a week like this? What do you say to your players at Kelty Hearts in this weather with the snow? And the well, ice? well, we've got a, a certain running schedule where we would stick to um, Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. But obviously with the weather, um, they can't go out with the with the obviously snow and the, the ice so it's just about making sure they get out and do some sort of jog um, just like a 30 or, or 40 minute run maybe 6, 8, eight kilometres but at a slow pace because you, you can't go quick because you've got to be mindful of obviously the, the weather conditions Do you make them put the belts in that on Fergie so it's all getting recorded? No it's on an app I've got an app uh, thing And they just send in? Yep uh-huh. <laughs> so like, like the thing round the ankle keeping <laughs> 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 an eye on them uh, tonight Queen of the South against the Hearts Hearts the well top of the table who do you fancy Hearts uh, I watched the game yeah. last week uh, against Air United it, it wasn't a, a great game of football if I'm being honest but the conditions were, were horrendous terrible um, game wasn't it <laughs> but they're, they're the type of games that win you, yep. mm-hmm. win you leagues um, I don't think Hearts were particularly good on the night but they came away with three points and I'm sure it's going to be the, the same sort of game. Obviously, freezing cold. They're going down to play on the artificial surface. Um, 
And again, I, I think Hearts will, will win it. They'll be too strong because they, they have. If you look at their squad, they, they've got real quality throughout their squad. They're yeah. going to come up, aren't they? I think they've been yeah. workmen like this year, Paul. You know, I, I, there's no many games that I've watched and thought they've played outstanding football, but that is tough to do in the championship. Mm. You know, because of the pitches, because of the places that you need to go, it is tough. You know, these it's, here, it's these boys cup final to go and play Hearts once a week. Um, but again they've got a massive gap so fair, fair, fair play to them because it isn't easy being expected to win every year I think it will suit the players to go and play in the Premiership next year you get that wee bit more time on the ball um, and Robbie Nielsen's been brought in to get him promoted and it looks like he'll do that at a canter so fair play to them 12th of February Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited and it's the Chinese New Year it's the start of it today so Happy New Year to everyone hope you have a, a fantastic celebration and uh, have a great the, time the only downside to that is your local Chinese is, is normally sure. closed yep. which is disappointing because I like I like um, well last Friday you did and yeah I yep. like my Chinese at the, the weekend yep. so um, we'll, say hi, we'll say hi to everyone to Wanta and Jimmy and everyone there at uh, China Shanghai Tea House in Bothwell um, but, but you get on the right and everyone no no give him a break today surely but, but, but for everyone it's uh, we wish everyone a really happy Chinese New Year it's the year of the ox starts today so ox. yep Oxley Chamberlain yeah indeed <laughs> mentioning down south listen good luck to everyone have a, have a great time we need a bit of a celebration at this time with uh, the Covid who's going to be celebrating then uh, tomorrow Aberdeen against St Mirren we touched on it earlier on but who are you going to go for Si oh dearie me that's a tough one to call again again that'll not be easy for Aberdeen St Mirren I really like them I think they make it so hard for teams they're so well organised they get in people's faces to try and outwork their opposition and Aberdeen have been outworked the last the last few games they need to get back to basics as I said maybe go back to a 4-4-2 but if Aberdeen turn up and work hard and play at a tempo that they can they've got better players than St Mirren and I think with maybe a Hornby and a Canberra up front Aberdeen could get a result and I think they will because I think the players like working under Derek McInnes they no need to put in a performance for him I expect Aberdeen to win that game St Mirren of injury worries as we Just know Just about to yep. say that, that St Mirren are, are missing um, quite a few starters I think it will affect them obviously the hard game in, in Wednesday night and I just think Aberdeen will get the win because uh, I'm sure Derek will be hurting inside with some of the criticism um, I'm sure he would have fired them up all weekend training so Aberdeen for the win for me That article never helped him last week though, didn't it? I think he no. was a bit angry about that mm. wasn't he? Well you would be wouldn't you? Yeah, it's I, not th- what I you think need, it's it? a bit disrespectful yep. I think that you, sometimes people have got to take a step back and realise what actual job Derek McInnes has, has done up there and I know people will say about the salary and about obviously they'll have a bigger budget and a lot of a, a lot of teams, but he needs to rebuild mm. every single year. He loses his, his top players every single season, and he needs to go go out and he's in a market where it, it's tough. He's got to go and, and uh, replace the players. So I think some of the criticisms well over the top regarding Derek. But their players are took wage cuts at the start of the season as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's been a tough mm-hmm. season for them all. Yep. They seem to be getting good partnerships throughout the season. I thought McCrory and Ferguson looked like they were going to play every game that year and run over the top of everyone. And then they've barely played together since. You know, it's so important as a manager if you can get a partnership like that that you can stick with. They're but good together, sir. They are, Fergie. But then he's, he's had to move McCrory to right wing back, he's had to move him to centre back. Yeah. And then Lewis is playing with a different partner. We've just spoke about Golton off here. The reason he's been so good this year is because he's got a partner next to him. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's playing with, you get to know each other, you form a relationship. So I feel for guys like Lewis. You know, he's had to play with a different partner. He's playing different roles. One day he's sitting, the next day he's behind. As a player, you want to get in a set structure and know exactly how the team works. And Aberdeen need to get back to that. 
So what about Rangers against Kilmarnock? You're both going, I think, for Aberdeen tomorrow there. Rangers against Kilmarnock. Barry, what do you reckon? They'll bounce back, get the points? Yeah, they've got to. As simple as that, Paul. Plain and simple. They've got to bounce back for the, the disappointing um, result last week against Hamilton. And I fully expect them to, to come flying out the traps tomorrow. Um, I know the caller, Robert, says, uh, I think he's, he went for 1-0 there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what, what he said. But I think it's going to be a convincing one. I'll be honest with you. I think there's... They know what's at stake now. Um, the finishing line is in sight, and it's all about a reaction. I think Rangers will get it tomorrow. I think it'll be comfortable for Rangers as well. And I'll tell you why. I don't know if Fergie will agree with me here, but I, I don't think Tommy Wright looks at Hamilton and, and sees them pressing. I don't think that's how Tommy Wright plays. I think Tommy Wright will go Ibrox and sitting. And I think when you do that against Rangers, they've just got too much quality. You know, I'd be very surprised if we've been talking about Lafferty and Kabam, but I'd be very surprised if a Tommy Wright team goes and plays two up front at Ibrox. Would you? Yeah, I, I think I, I, I can't. No way. Mm-hmm. I just think when you happen. sit off Rangers, Fergie, that they've got two, they'll eventually break you down. Yep, it's a it's a tough one. I mean, if if Rangers can't break a, a team down, I've mentioned a few times, if they struggle after 20, 30 minutes, they've got a real patience about them. They don't panic, they don't yeah. become flustered. Um, but I think if Command not come and, and go at Rangers, I think that just plays into Rangers' hands for me. Where are the goals coming from? For Rangers tomorrow, you've said you think Scott Wright may well start. I think yep. he will start. I think he'll go with the three that means yep. I mentioned at the, the start of yep. the programme. I think he'll go with Kent okay. through the middle and or right, mm-hmm. right in the, the left hand side and, and um, Aribo in the right hand mm-hmm. side. Goals. Um, you're looking for Kent, aren't you? You're looking for Kent to get back on the, on the, on the goal He's not score. been, you know, as prolific as he was, yeah. uh, as influential at the start of the season. Yeah, I yep. think when you know. When you've got your your two good players, your two strikers, sorry, and Morelos and and um, Rufo, you need to look to Ryan Kent as the guy that's going to get you the goals. You know, I think he does some great things outside the box, but I would like to see Ryan Kent get in the box more and score goals. You I know, need more film. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I like the ability him. that he's got. Yep, I really like him. I think he's a top player. I just want to see a more consistency because uh, he can go and win games at times in his own, and I, I don't think he does it enough. Again, in the first half, though, Fergie against Hamilton, he's dropping weight at the halfway line to get yep. the ball. That's not where he's effective. You see the second half, they turn it twice, and he's in, in on goal. Okay. Yep. On Sunday, St Johnson against Celtic. Sai. Uh, Celtic. You know, I think if Celtic keep up this this level that they're playing it and the intensity that they press the ball, they'll have too much for St Johnston. But on the other hand, Welsh is a massive miss for me. Mm-hmm. For me, defensively, Who he's Celtic's in? best centre centre back. You know, I know Ayers effective. They're taking the ball out from the back, but in terms of wanting to defend and get tight to people, Stephen Welsh has been a revelation for me. Um, my one worry would be if Duffy comes in, does the style then change because of that? But if Celtic run the game, they should have too much for St Johnston. We'll do more on it tomorrow. But Barry, what do you think, St Johnston Celtic? Celtic win for me. Celtic win yes. at uh, Perth that's it that's the two hours for tonight but we're back tomorrow two until six Stevie Lennon in the mix is coming up next thanks to everyone who called in everyone on the socials thanks to Ali and James producing and uh, tomorrow afternoon looking forward to it can't wait can't wait to see what Sai brings in at half one <laughs> and we'll see you tomorrow on go at two um. the Bull Radio Football Show let's go Feel the heat of the game, the crunching tackles, the near misses and diving headers. Feel the drive from the sidelines. Feel the passion of your captain. Feel the celebrations. Feel the last-minute heartache and the penalty save that changes everything. Feel the heat of the game from the comfort of your own home with OPC Energy Limited. For more information on heat pump servicing and breakdowns, renewable energy and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Thank you.